This podcast contains explicit content. Listener's discretion is advised. POV by Lustery explores culture, politics, and creativity in the sex industry, one point of view at a time. I'm your host, Arya Vega. Lustery couple Moxie and Verve first met in January 2020 on the dating app Tamey, which is one of the largest dating apps geared toward queer users. They were each living on the same college campus when Verve stumbled upon Moxie's profile. Verve's opening line was pretty direct. My first message to you was, I know people you know. So. <laughs> Which was a little bit intimidating, but it definitely uh, piqued my curiosity. <laughs> Given my slightly messy history, that was either a really good thing or a not so great thing. <laughs> but I figured if you were messaging me, it probably wasn't the latter. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But it ended up being a situation of we had both kind of dated and slept with two of the same people who had also hooked up in previously with each other. And it's like there's only one degree of separation between like any trans person on a college campus. Like everyone has had sex. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you realize that and then you... uh asked me to come come hang out and have pizza. So after class, I headed over to your place and you bought me food, which is always a direct way to my heart. Yeah. And that was a good time. And then we had really, really great sex. And then I never left you alone after that. Yeah. I, yeah. That's pretty much how it went. And then we fell in love. Yeah. You, yeah. you fed me and you fucked me good. And that's, that's about all I need. <laughs> That was that. I was going to ask if that mutual connection ended up playing matchmaker, but it sounds like that wasn't really necessary. <laughs> yeah, we just ended up having so much in common. We have a really unique experience in art. We both have very unique artistic training from school that not a lot of people like relate to. So it was really mm -hmm. nice to be able to like talk shop. Oh, tell me about that. We're both multimedia artists with different interests but there's so much overlap because we love sculpture especially yeah 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 we definitely connected because like we both love like three-dimensional art and we hadn't really like talked to anyone else who was that into it or who we could like get into the logistics of it like I can mention my artistic passion to other people and they're like that's cool you make art whereas like with you I can be like wow so I used this technical thing to achieve xyz and you'll know exactly what i'm talking about yeah. on the same page it's easy um, to talk to you they can speak the language yeah. yeah yeah it's like we can speak the same artistic language and i think that that's been one of the reasons why we got so close so quick and have stayed so close for yeah, so long yeah i definitely consider us like artistic companions as well as partners mm -hmm. yeah, same how often do the two of you find yourselves collaborating on a visual art project? Is that a part of your relationship? Pretty regularly. Yeah, we have like a lot of friends who are in like creative arts or do like other pro like creative projects who maybe want a piece of artwork done. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're always the people to turn to and be like, yeah, we'll we'll make a poster for you. We'll paint, we'll customize the back of your truck to look like a big snake for your whatever party so that's definitely something and then we collaborate on making porn also yeah a lot, which is great I'm so glad to have you in that as well mm -hmm. um you're 
basically why I started to get into like camming and making porn. So I'm thankful for that mm-hmm. and being creative in that way. I think it's really fun. Verve, you said it. Moxie was the one who sort of brought you into that world. Had you ever been curious about it before or was that a, a completely new endeavor for you? I've always been curious about doing sex work and making porn. Um, I had already been like shooting little clips on my own and stuff like that. I was kind of just looking for an opportunity to like move into that. But also I was really nervous when I started. I am like the kind of person I cannot stand up in front of a room of people, but for some reason I can show like over a thousand random people on the internet, my butthole. Don't ask me why. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it was amazing. It was so great to like, have you guide me on that. And you had already been camming for, I think, a couple of years on your own. Like on and off. Yeah. I had been like dabbling. Yeah. In, you you in said it was boring. Yeah, I was really <laughs> bored all the time. I was just sitting there by myself. So I was like, I'll join you. And then I just never left. Moxie was also pretty new to partnered content when she first hooked up with Verve. I had like posted some stuff online. I had done some streams by myself, but I hadn't ventured into doing anything with partners. But then when the pandemic hit, I picked up streaming again as a way to like make a little bit of extra pocket money just because there weren't a lot of uh, a ton of options. But that was kind of boring doing it on my own. So I told you about it and griped to you about it long enough. That, um, <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, but it would be so much more fun if we did it together, though. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I remember when we first started camming, we had like, I always tell this story. We had like this, you know, those depression lights that you get that you put in your apartment. We had one of those and we only had one plug in that bedroom and it would go across the bed. And so that was how we started camming. And it looked okay on camera. Like it looked totally fine, but... I, we were always kicking it, and I just think about and how, Every like, time we fucked too hard, you'd see the light kind of wobbling <laughs> in the background a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm glad that we've been reinvesting in our porn work. <laughs> yes, you've, you've come a long way from those humble beginnings. When did you first notice that you were really starting to gain a following? I think it's probably when we hit 50K. On Chatterbait. On Chatterbait, that yeah. it really sunk in that we were, like... Okay. Doing something that people somewhere. wanted to, mm-hmm. to pay attention to was mm-hmm. was pretty interesting. And also for me, like when we started to work with Lustery, that was when I started to actually see myself making more porn, making porn that I want to make and kind of like branching into like what I wanted to do. So I really appreciate that opportunity and I feel like it's helped me grow and it's been fun to like have guidelines for the videos you make and then take advantage of also like the freedom. So it's been really great. And and again, speaking of of freedom, I know that in addition to your pre-recorded content that you, like you said, you you use Chatterbait, you love the live streams. Do you have a preference for either type of content? I think they offer different things that are good. Like I love the attention of being online. There's that immediate feedback of like doing something really hot and seeing everyone just be like, wow, like, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, I love this. And like, that can be really exciting in and of itself. So I I enjoy that part of live streaming, but um, there's definitely sometimes like, sometimes if people want to see things, they might want to see the same thing a bunch of times in a row and I might be getting tired, but I still want to put it on a good show. Whereas when we're just recording for ourselves, I can sort of take my time and really plan out visually how to make something like the hottest it can possibly be Mm -hmm. instead of just like 
putting on as good a live performance as I can, if that makes sense. I get a little bit more like artistic liberty. Yeah. You get to like edit it and like think it through a little bit more. Whereas I think that honestly, I feel like camming offers me a place to improv. Like I just get to know that I'm going to get on camera and what happens happens. Whereas like when we get to plan our porn, it's a very different experience. I also love like making subscription programs and stuff like that, because I think that those are a really great way to just videos and then put them there and then people get to watch them if they want to and then I get to have a catalog of all of them and I'm a bit of a tech nerd so I like to organize it all and like make it curated and over time it gets better and better because I keep going back and spending hours and hours just fixing one page you also love watching your own shit (laughs) I was just gonna ask do y'all like watching your old content like for your own pleasure or to help you get better at making it like what is your relationship like with with what you make I definitely know sometimes when like our streams are slow and like we're struggling to like find some motivation to stay sexy we'll just kind of like go through the old Rolodex (laughs) of some hot stuff that we've done before and then um that can typically, typically help turn the mood, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> help us stay uh, jazzed and happy and excited to be there and stuff. So we, de- we definitely like looking at it. And, yeah. Um, we've had fun rewatching our porn as like a way of getting excited for each mm-hmm. other, like in yeah. our own like sex life, which is, which is mm-hmm. fun. Something I also want to note is like, I get insecure when I go through the videos for the first time. I'm like, oh, why did I do that? Oh, why did I do that? I get so, like, hurt. So I feel like it's just a little bit of a process of, like, self-acceptance because after a while I watch the videos, I'm like, oh, my God, that was so hot. I love that video. So I think it's important to, like, recognize those things that, like, do come up that you get to move on from and grow from. Yeah. And I'm thankful for that. Yeah, it's tricky for me going back to watch old videos because I have some, like, vocal dysphoria i don't love hearing my own voice played back but eventually i can sort of yeah similarly like kind of get over it and and enjoy what i'm watching Mm -hmm. yeah but that that insecurity is real and i think it's important to recognize like that is a part of porn as well as like learning what you're comfortable with and also overcoming and becoming your best the self you want to be and your best self for you Yeah, I I really appreciate you naming that. And like you said earlier about feeling stage fright in certain circumstances, but not when you're in front of the camera. I think a lot of people probably think that anybody who performs in porn is like, Mm -hmm. you know, the life of the party everywhere they go and just like this super confident all the time, like kind of person. And there's there's just as many types of porn performers as there are people. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Do, do you feel like you come up a lot against stereotypes about like what you should be like in your regular life because of what you do for work? Definitely. I think a lot of people make assumptions about how we must live our lives mm-hmm. and like what we must get up to mm-hmm. in our own time. And it's yeah. like, we're, we're kinky and we have fun and we definitely have like pretty high sex drives. But yeah. I think people assume that we're just like fucking 24 seven and somehow can like sustain yeah. the rest of our lives doing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have, we're um, whole people with plenty of different interests and things. And I love getting to know sex workers and like hearing about their pers- personalities and stuff because just like you said, there are just as many sex workers of different varieties as there are anyone else. So 
It's great. That being said, though, do you ever find that that your content creation has any influence or impact on the sex that you have off camera? I would say yes. I know that I have discovered like a lot of kinks that I would have not explored if not for porn and for cam and making custom videos and stuff. There have been a lot of things I've discovered. Oh, cool. Like what? Uh, I fucked a banana recently. That was pretty fun. Awesome. It was great. I, I liked that more than I thought I would. I'm honestly <laughs> just like, what is, a new kink unlocked. So um, <laughs> we did that. I don't even know what it was about it. It was just really silly and fun. And I like to not take myself too seriously. But yeah, there's that. There's a clip that you have where um, you have like a, a hammer dildo <laughs> that looks really fucking cool. And when you mentioned the banana, I, it makes me wonder, like, is it something about it being like a real object yeah. or uh, like having like regular utility? <laughs> I almost wonder if it's something that's like in everyone's home. So it's almost something everyone can relate to. Yeah. I've also personally been very drawn to feet at first I was like no like feet are fine I'm fine doing foot content but I don't love it and I'm like oh no I I love it though now I love it what about you Moxie has making porn um (laughs) unlocked uh has has it awoken anything in you (laughs) I don't I don't think anything in specific but I think it has let me have room to explore like our communication dynamic Mm. which I think has been really great I think we've gotten really good at nonverbal communication Mm -hmm. which has led to like our sex life getting really really great I think because we can just kind of like jump into a scene that we want to do for fun without having to like go over too too much because we've already done a lot of this like pre-talking about like what we're comfortable with like what's what's yes what's no how do we communicate Mm -hmm. that with like subtleties so that way Mm -hmm. we don't have to like spill our whole guts out to like the internet when we maybe want something to start or end on stream. Mm -hmm. We also have had to put a lot of practice into that though. Yeah. Like that's taken a lot of work for us to do that. And we still often run into things where it's like, okay, no, we need to stop and talk for like a minute. But I think streaming's like forced us to practice that. Yeah. Yeah. Getting really good at that has led us to like, it's been very good. Pretty great, Zach. It's been very great. <laughs> and like you said, like you, you have been building like a, over time this vocabulary and the shorthand to be able to communicate with each other, which is valuable for any two people who have sex regularly, whether or not it's on camera. And I, I wonder, is there what advice would you give to, you know, couples who are trying to build and establish that that shorthand and that vocab for helping each other's sexual needs be understood without here's what I'm getting at. I feel like online, I see a lot of people complaining about the notion of communicating during sex and complaining about like, oh, it takes away the mystery. It takes away the spontaneity and and coming up with reasons why it takes something away. And I feel like what you're describing is how it can add to a sexual encounter. Yeah, I I think what you're getting at and I think something we realized early on was having conversations beforehand and after and not not necessarily having to have our like sex life and sexual health need to be just about like just when we're having sex yeah just when we're actively having having sex sex. like it's conversations that we're having like beforehand or like all the time or like afterwards we like often Mm -hmm. will be like hey was that fun was that good oh I saw this earlier do you think that that's hot like 
I think just integrating it and trying to break down some of that internalized shame around sex can really help people communicate better. I know something for me, like I get really easily embarrassed. So I think being able to embrace the things that I'm embarrassed about and know that I'm safe is really important. Like, I don't know, I get embarrassed when I queef, but you're all, you always giggle and then you like pat me on the head and I'm like, that's nice. So yeah, don't settle for partners who won't giggle and pat you on the head when you queef. Sometimes partners like reinforce the things that you're like, you feel shame about. And once that happens, like a couple of times, it can be really difficult to like come back to that. And it can be difficult when it builds up and it um, doesn't get dealt with. And I think that that happens in long term relationships sometimes. So I think being able to like reestablish like a playfulness and like a new freshness in your relationship can be useful, but it's hard. It's easier said than done, but try not to take myself too seriously and just this is supposed to be a fun thing. It's only for the people involved. I don't need to bring the whole world into that. I get to have that for me and decide what that is. And yeah. And like you said, like, I, I think so many of us take sex so seriously and are, are afraid to laugh even when we want to. A lot of us care a lot more about the mood, this, yeah. you know, proverbial mood than, mm-hmm. you know, what we're actually enjoying. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. The mood can be silly. I'm okay mm. with the mood being yes. silly. And then, yeah, if the mood is strong, it'll still be strong. So that's what I think. Yeah. As much as I enjoy, like, hot and heavy sex, I also really enjoy, like, silly, (laughs) ridiculous sex. Mm -hmm. And, like, both can be fun. Both can exist. Yeah, if you make make room room for for both, then you don't have to feel, like, insecure or ashamed when you aren't necessarily feeling like the capital M mood. Oh, that's such a good point. And especially in a long-term relationship, like if you're, if you're together for long enough, you know, there's, there's time for all of the types of sex, (laughs) you know, like. (laughs) Moxie and Verve are stereotypical sapphic lovers in that they moved in together just a few months into dating. In their case, they met immediately before the coronavirus lockdowns shuttered their college campus. So shacking up was actually a pretty practical thing to do. But that didn't make it an easy decision. We both had experiences living with other people that have been really stressful. So moving in for us was a big decision, but I think it was the right one. Mm -hmm. And I would make that decision over and over again. Yeah, I definitely feel like you're helping me get past some of that previous baggage because mm. now I get to I trust you and you're not fucking me over so yes good. tell me what the lessons that y'all took away from those other living situations definitely vulnerability and like openness and like I feel like in previous situations I ignored when things were getting bad I just kind of like hoped that it would get better I just tried to put mm-hmm. my best foot forward and like put bad things behind me and just ignore that it happened. But then inevitably it just like built up and built resentment and then it all came crumbling down. And I feel like something we've really actively tried to do since we moved in together was just be like, no, as soon as things are even like a little bit off kilter, mm-hmm. we're, we're making time to figure that out. And it might not be like that moment that we figure it out, but we're we going to set aside time it. and we're going <laughs> to, yeah figure it out because like Mm -hmm. because we have to yeah or we will resent each other and that will not be good i would hate that and we literally have a cat we cannot we can't we can't get a divorce we can't do that to our son (laughs) living together has also helped verve to navigate a personal journey of their own i 
had undiagnosed ADHD for a really long time. And while getting a diagnosis doesn't like change my life or anything, it has helped me find some more tools to actually live a life that I love where I'm not feeling like either constantly bored or constantly agitated or a mix of both, which sucks. So it's just been a journey of like growing and stuff like that. So I feel like living with you has really helped me establish that my health is a priority and it's been good. And that also plays into the earlier thing we were talking about, about like our living situations. Yeah. My mental health was like, it was really difficult to live with people. So I'm glad that we've been able to make it work and I've been able to break down some of that like hard stuff and be on medication that works. Actually, I wasn't diagnosed when we first started dating. I was diagnosed a couple months ago, actually. So this is really new and, and I only have recently been on medication, but it's been a really lovely journey just reestablishing like the things that I like and all of my interests and like the things that I know that I love that I haven't been fully able to enjoy. And one of those things being sex, it's made sex different. Oh, please say more. Well, one thing I'm on, as well as being on Vivans, prescription Vivans, I'm also on a an antidepressant slash anti-anxiety. And that is pretty significantly like, it makes it so hard to come. It's so hard to come, but I'm, I make it work. Coming isn't the end all be all, but sometimes I just get so tired that I just can't. And then I think the, the Vivans has kind of like contributed to that. I get like so focused, but I also, we fuck for way longer because I'm just like so focused. I've noticed. Anyways, we've been fucking for like 30, 40 minutes or before I think it'd be like 20 minutes it, it, on average lately. I've noticed mm-hmm. because I'm like, no, this is like what we're doing now. Get pretty into that. I do. And I was into it before. I just, my, I was so distracted constantly. So it's Yeah, nice. you seem more like. And we're in the moment. In the moment. And that's great. I'm so happy about that because I want to be fully in that moment. And my my brain just said no for a while, I guess. Um, Still does. So I take medication and it works. (laughs) Moxie, what has it been like to watch Verve go through this journey and support them in their growth? It's been really exciting for the most part. It's been really exciting to see them like just kind of take hold of their life because like I hope you don't mind me saying but like you were facing some challenges and some obstacles to getting that care and getting that help that you knew you deserved and I'm glad that I was there and I hope I was able to help reinforce to you that like you did deserve it and Mm -hmm. like to go there and did it so I was was really proud to see you just sort of take charge of your life and take charge of your own health and get the help that you that you know you deserved and like you know, there's obviously good, good days and bad days, but uh, loved you the whole the whole Aww. process. Still do so. That's blustery couple Moxie and Verve. If you're 18 or older and you love porn that's upbeat, kinky, and colorful, don't miss their work on Lustery.com. You can also find them on Twitter at Moxie and Verve. That's Moxie, the letter N, Verve. If you're into the show, please leave us a five-star rating and a review. POV is brought to you by Lustery, and this episode was hosted by me, Aria Vega. It was edited and produced by Katherine Fisher and Adrian Teicher, and our showrunner is Paulita Papel. Lustery is the home of real-life partners filming their sex lives behind closed doors. Again, if you're 18 or older, you can find us at Lustery.com, and we're on Twitter and Instagram at LusteryPOV. Until next time, lovers.